guys. Welcome back to Unleash Faith. Super excited for you to be joining me this week. Uh, this week, we are going to actually do a two-part series. The first part of this is called What Now? It kind of goes hand in hand with what we talked about last week. Um, I did give my testimony and just the night that I decided to say, hey, God, I'm all in. I can't do this on my own. Whether you're feeling like that right now or you maybe have felt like that at one point in time, uh, these are some tools that I'm going to talk about today that are just going to be able to help you um, just get started with your relationship with Christ. And I am super excited to share this with you. I just want to say, first of all, too, thank you so much for everyone who's been praying for my family, praying for me. Um, the prayers are definitely felt. I am back to somewhat normal. I'm super excited to be back in church this Sunday. Uh, and I'm just praying over you guys as well for protection and healing. Um, I know a couple of our sisters, their households are being attacked by this COVID thing. And I'm just praying for restoration and praying for healing and just allowing God to use this time for them to just rest. It is so important for us to rest and have a Sabbath, whether it's in the middle of the week or whether it's Sundays. For me and my family, Sundays are our Sabbath. Even though we are so busy with uh, church and then we have youth in the afternoon, in between that time is a time that we just get to hang out, whether we're watching TV or just catching up on laundry or house chores or whatever. Um, it's so important to make that time to have that Sabbath. And I'm pretty sure uh, that I will be talking about that later on in a couple different episodes. But um, let's go ahead and just get started into this week. So, you know, becoming a new believer, it's such an exciting thing. Whether you just started this relationship with Christ or still trying to figure it out. Um, this episode is just going to lay out four little things that you can do to allow Christ to fully transform you. I say little things because it's not good for you to overwhelm yourself because that's just setting yourself up for defeat. And we are all about the victories in our walk with Christ. So for those of you who have chosen to walk this path, with God, here's the first thing you can do to allow Christ to transform you. Um, these tips that I'm going to give you, I definitely encourage you to write them down. So take this time to grab a notepad, uh, pull up your notepad on your iPhone or whatever you use to take notes with. I definitely want you to write these down um, just so that you can reflect on them after this podcast, or maybe you can pass them on to someone else who needs um, maybe some guidance. So the first thing that you can do is to confess your sins to him. Allow yourself to be vulnerable. This is a time that I would recommend getting into that quiet place that I talked about in the last episode with no distractions, just you and him. For me, um, it's either me sitting outside on my front porch or in my favorite chair in my living room with my jammies. Yes, I just said jammies, but I'm a mom and I'm an aunt, so it is what it is. Uh, being vulnerable does not make you weak. It allows you to be real and transparent. And that's what he wants for us. He wants us to be transparent with him. Uh, because even if we try to hide things, he already knows what's going on. Uh, he sees everything. He hears everything. He knows what our heart is feeling. He knows what we're, our lips are going to say before we even say them. A verse I want to give you is Romans 10, 9 through 10. And it says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith that you are saved. 
This also goes hand in hand with transforming as a new believer. Whenever you become a new believer, not only do your actions need to change, but your your the things you say have to change. You have to be able to speak differently. And that's whether if you've maybe cursed a lot, that's the first thing that for me that I knew I had to change. I could not go around professing my love to Jesus and saying a curse word every other word. And um, it was hard at first, but I got the hang of it. And now I say it maybe very randomly if I stump my toe or whatever. And it's still like a, <gasps> and of course my daughter's like, mom, you shouldn't say that. But I mean, we're human and I can just be transparent with you guys. Um, so the second thing I want you to write down is to start disciplining yourself to spend time in his word daily whether you're getting up earlier for your day at work um, or staying up a little later maybe you're lucky enough to fit it in the middle of your day but no matter what you must find time that works for you and your schedule a friend of mine said that she literally puts time with god on her calendar not that it needs to be scheduled but it's to remind her to stop what whatever she's doing and surrender that time over to him specifically Soaking up in the word daily will be what will equip you to defeat the enemy daily and to gain knowledge, to gain wisdom, to gain truth that we need to know as believers from the word. I recommend definitely you finding a translation of the Bible that you can relate to, one that you can understand. Um, I cannot understand the King James Version, and if you're a new believer, I don't recommend that as well, but if that's for you and you want that challenge, then kudos to you. For me, I love um, the NIV and the NLT. The NIV is a new international version, and then the NLT is a new living translation. Um, the NLT is also something that we use in our ministry. Um, Jennifer uses it quite a bit to translate verses, and I absolutely love it. I also like the message version. Um, if you're a part of this and you've heard me reference the message version, I always uh, reference it as the savage version. It's just plain, no sugarcoat. It's thrown out there. Um, and I just love it because I love being able when I study that I'm able to see the difference of the different um, languages of the of the verses and I'm, I'm able to understand it more I'm able to comprehend and I'm, when I'm picking it apart it helps me understand from one version to another and then I really get the whole concept um, it, I don't know how you are with comprehending but for me I have to read stuff over and over again sometimes to just really understand it um, but once you get the Bible uh, that the translation that you like you might still be saying well what now so I encourage you, if you don't know where to start, start in the book of John. If you start in Genesis and you just read in order by the time you get to Leviticus, your brain will be fried and you will say to yourself, what just happened? <laughs> I don't want that for you. That unfortunately happened to me, uh, but that was not until I sought out wise counsel and then I was able to get it together. So the book of John, which is found in the New Testament, is one of the four Gospels in the Bible. John is easy to understand, and you're able to visualize the picture of Jesus and who he is, his great love for all of us. And throughout John, you will see Jesus as he does ministry and produces many miracles along the way. Then everything leading up to his crucifixion and his resurrection. It's an absolute beautiful Gospel to read. 
Don't try to read it all at once. You can do it however you like, but uh, again, if you're someone who needs to comprehend, I definitely don't recommend that. What I do recommend is to maybe taking five to ten verses at a time, breaking those down so you can fully understand, or you can read one chapter at a time, then break the chapters down. Don't overwhelm yourself or put too much pressure that you have to understand and memorize everything you read the first time. Take your time, digest the word, and fully visualize these moments of Jesus' life. Once you figure out your your study schedule and what works for you, spending time in the word and studying will come like second nature. And I hope you are still taking notes and going into the third step, which I recommend, uh, which goes hand in hand with the second. I encourage you to find a daily devotional. This can be a book form or you can use an app on your phone. Um, I personally love the YouVersion app and the Daily Grace app. They also have amazing podcasts as well on the Daily Grace. You can search plans and pick out what best fits for you, what you're going through right now. Uh, devotions are f- uh, from, they do sometimes a week to a year long. Um, sometimes I've seen them last a devotion for three days or even longer. So I just encourage you to get that and find out what best fits for you. I do encourage you as well to also just starting off to find a year long devotional because that will keep you accountable daily. This is a tool that you can use during your quiet time with God. Normally, it will give you a scripture, then a paragraph to read, and then have some reflected questions or a spot for you to journal your thoughts or a prayer. This is just a small tool that you can use daily that will keep you consistent and give your uh, growth to your walk. So moving into the fourth and final step, um, I'm not going to overwhelm you. Like I said, I'm only going to give you four steps. Uh, This one is just getting connected with other believers. This one is a huge part of your growing your relationship with Jesus. This allows you to make kingdom connections and accountability partners in which we talk about in the next couple episodes. So I encourage you right now, um, once this podcast is over, reach out to your local church, check out their website and get plugged into a place to serve. Or if they have a Bible study, get connected. Um, You can always reach out to our ladies ministry, Sisters Impacting Sisters. We are on Instagram and we are also on Facebook. And we are always welcoming any anybody who just wants to get connected with the word so when we become followers of christ one thing we must change is our playmates as as pastor always says if you're not surrounded by other believers it will make it difficult for you to stay on track being connected with seasoned believers will also help you as well not only are they better for you as far as guidance, but they're able to also answer questions that you might have regarding your Bible study um, and just life in general. Relationships are the key to keep a Christ-focused relationship. Um, Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, I want to give you. It says, let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembly together as a the habit of some, but encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near, encourage one another. Sisters Impacting Sisters, our name of our ministry says it all. We are sisters who impact one another, who lift each other up. We're connected with other believers. And it's so important to have that in your walk um, with Christ. But again, I don't want you to become overwhelmed in trying to make a huge to-do list. 
Um, I just want you to enjoy the moment. Um, I want you to enjoy the relationship that you're embracing with him. Celebrate the small milestones of the Lord revealing things to you as you embark on this next chapter of your life. As a new believer, you will have ups and downs, but it's during those low times that you will use these tools that we did talk about today as a weapon to persevere and overcome and change your perspective. I hope this was something that someone needed to hear today. Um, Again, stay tuned as we talk about spiritual warfare next. And then the week after that, we're going to hit part two of this what now. So as always, be blessed and stay focused.